0: We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon@hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Thank you, musicians and singers this morning. Didn't the kids do a good job? Man, they did an awesome job. Amen. Wow. Before I begin, let me let me just, um, just a reminder of a few things. If, if you are interested uh, in becoming a member of, of the church, uh, see me after church this morning. we'll be having a membership uh, coming up, uh, possibility, you know with the possibility of joining the church. If you want to join, let me just let me know today. Um, if you're interested in being baptized, uh, I'm going to give plenty of time. We've already got several that have, uh, that have signed up and wanted to be baptized. So if you're interested uh, at all, it doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter if you've been baptized before. If you feel like you need to be baptized again, this is an opportunity for you to make a public proclamation and of your faith that uh, you have surrendered everything to him. So baptism coming up if you're interested to see me. Also in the foyer on the uh, table there is, um, at the information table, there is little cards uh with everything uh we're getting you know thanksgiving will be here before you know it uh i hate to you know i don't hate to say that but i mean it, it will be here soon and so we're still making preparations all of our for our thanksgiving give back this event in the box on that card is everything that goes in a box and we need we we still need a lot Of everything, so you can't buy too much of one thing. So if you find something, run on a deal. um, You can you can get that. That's a list of everything that goes in a Thanksgiving uh, box. And if you uh, don't uh, shop, or if you whatever, if you just want to give, you can give uh, to the church, and we will make sure at that time we will buy everything that needs to go in the box. And uh, if you're not familiar with what we're what we do on Thanksgiving. Um, our thanksgiving give back we give out 200 boxes uh, last year was 200 boxes to families in need It's a thanksgiving meal may not be a turkey but they get a chicken uh, and then they get all the fixings all the trimmings and then they come and drive around, drive through our property and we uh, are able to bless families with thanksgiving meals and uh, a lot of things go into that and we just say thank you in advance amen are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? I hope you are ready for the word. I have, this is I am I I have this has been burning in me all week. I hope you are ready to receive. Um, I, hope you've, uh, I hope you're ready to get challenged. Uh, because I'm going to challenge you. I don't want my intention from any of this. I'm not going to apologize, but it is, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing, I told Susan, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm fixing to drop the hammer. The hammer of God. This is, man, I'm fixing to challenge you. Um, some asked, man, you stepped all over my toes today, so uh, I hope you've got, so if you've if you got your shoes kicked off, you might want to put them back on. Um, but I am going to challenge you uh, this morning. Uh, this is a word that God has just, uh, I don't know, I, I, have, I have preached this to myself uh, all week. I have, you know, I don't even know if I should share it. I practiced this sermon because I want it to go the way God wants it to go. I I I want to be able I want you to be able to see what God has given me. And uh if it if it goes the way God intends for it to be, I know that's the way it always goes, but I want you to be open to what the Lord has for you today. Amen. Can you do that? Yeah, look at the person on your right and say, be attentive. attentive, Attentive. Be attentive. Listen to what the Lord has for you. Listen. Now look at the person on the other side and say, it's for you today. Amen. Amen. Today I'm going to close out. Our house i didn't intend for this series to go this long but man this week god's just really been hammering me and uh so we're gonna we're gonna close it out today our mission we've been talking about our house our house it's not my house this is our house this is the house of god and it's not just about us but if we're not where we need to be then we are not going to be effective in God's house, and in the house houses around us. We've been talking about our vision. Our vision as a church is to love Jesus and to love people as Jesus did. Our goals, our core values are connecting to God, connecting to people, and connecting to the harvest. How many of you believe that stuff is hands-on? It's hands-on stuff. It is in order to connect to people, you've got to be in the trenches I'm going to challenge you today that through the Word, through examples, that it's not just about you and you no more. It's about every single person on the face of this earth. In Acts chapter 6, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me. We're going to be in Acts. We're going to be in Philippians. We're going to be in Exodus. We're going to be, we're going to be all over the place this morning. I've got a lot to say, and I feel like I've got a short time to say it. Thank you. Pastor McKenzie said I can take my time. All right. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number. What does that mean? When the disciples were increasing in number. What does that mean? It means the church is growing, right? How many of you believe that our church, how many of you know our church is growing? I mean, look. Look across. This section right here used to be empty. Amen? Look at it now. I'm so proud of you guys. Proud of you. I'm going to talk about y'all some more in this sermon, but proud of y'all. I'm proud of each one of you. But it says the church is growing. It's increasing the number. And then this is what happens. A complaint. That's what it says. And of wisdom who will be, who will, who we will appoint to this duty. Basically what they're saying is we can't do it by ourselves. We need help. We've got to come together. We've got to do this together. It says in verse 4, it says, But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. And Philip, and Procreus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase... And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in, Jer- in Jerusalem, and great and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Everybody say, obedient. Obedient. Father, anoint the word today, and anoint our ears and our minds. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. No one person can do it all i can't do it all you can't do it all not one person this is not intended what we have been given it's not intended for one person to carry the load it's not the way it works it's not meant for the pastor to do everything though i will kill myself and susan will tell you i will kill myself to try to make that happen But that's not the way it's intended to be. It's a part about coming together. Collaboration of the people and the the people of God. Doing it together. Doing ministry together. Reaching the lost together. Preaching the gospel together. It's about us coming together for a common goal and a common reason to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter how hard we try, there are some things you just can't do alone. That, 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 that's within the church. That's even within your own home. That's at your job. There are some things you just can't do yourself. I mean, I, I think about last week. And, man, I just want I want to say thank you to every single one of you. There were so I'm not going to name names because I will miss somebody and make somebody feel bad. And I don't want to do that. But many of you did things that were out of your comfort zone, but you stepped up and you knocked it out of the park. From getting here early to, I'm, I'm going to recognize these guys right here. These guys got here early every single day. They cleaned. They picked up trash. They were willing to do whatever it needed, whatever needed to be done. We had a cooking crew, we had a sign-in crew, we had crews that that did that went along with the kids all week. They they sweat, sweated. I don't like sweated. Is that the right way? Sweated. It don't even sound right, but they sweated with everybody. They played games. They did things that were completely out of their comfort zone. There were kids that you saw these, the, the ones that were leading, they were up here with the kids. These kids, little kids, they, were, they learned the motions to these songs from watching our teenagers do the, do the motions in front of them. They were an example to these kids. You are an example to not just your kids but to every single person around you and it's sometimes it is not easy to step out of your comfort zone and do it it's not easy these kids that came up here it's not easy for them to do this now some of them they're they, they're like I am going to steal the show some, it comes natural. Some, it doesn't. But there are things in our lives that we don't have a choice in. And one of them is sharing the gospel. You don't have a choice. You don't. But thank you to every single one of you that helped last week. We could not have done it without you. That's teamwork. I mean, if you know that saying, teamwork makes the dream work, Right? That's God's dream. It's not our dream. It is a God dream. And what we did, what we accomplished last week, man, that was fun. Is anybody still tired? Yes. Anybody not want to get up this morning? Yes. But it was worth it all. It was worth it all. In Acts chapter 6, we we read this text and we, we see that there is a need. The disciples, it's been brought to their attention that there is a need. There are some widows in the community that's not getting taken care of. Why is this important? In the culture of this text, in this culture, the Jewish church are known for not for always taking care of everybody. And for them to have missed this group, it is against their culture. Jesus recognizes this, or, or the disciples recognize this, and they know that they have been given a task to preach the gospel. They can't stop preaching the gospel. Jesus commanded them if they do that. That's disobedience. When God gives you a task and you stop to do something that is, it may be necessary, but God hasn't called you to do that, you've got to stay the course, Stay anybody, stay in your lane, bro but sometimes it's easy to change lanes there's a need here yeah but god's got you here the disciples they seeing and recognizing the need they called the other disciples and said choose seven choose some guys that are going that can go out and take care of this need They recognized that they can't do it by themselves. They've got to have some others. And it wasn't that they were neglecting what they were doing or or serving tables or serving these ones, the, the widows that is going to take away from the ministry. No, they still had an opportunity to share the gospel with those they were serving. You see where I'm going? It's all about serving I told Pastor McKenzie our, our first T-shirt, the design that we showed, it, it was going to say "volunteer." God, God spoke. I don't. You know, it's one of those things. I'm very hesitant to say when God speaks to me about something like this, but I felt in my spirit that we needed to change the word from volunteer to serve, because it fits better. I, I want to. I don't want to volunteer. I don't want to because sometimes you volunteer out of out of. Uh, Out of need, or you volunteer out of well, I'll do it because ain't nobody else going to do it. But when it says serve, that means—I mean, to me, that means I'm I'm stepping in because there's nobody else. I'm stepping in because God's called me. I'm stepping in because this is what He has asked of me to do. Serve. Serve. You're chosen. We know in this story that Jesus, or that the disciples, I don't know why I keep saying Jesus, but the disciples called everybody together and said, choose seven men. Choose. You're chosen this morning. How many of you know you're chosen? Say it with me. I am chosen. you're chosen. You're chosen. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, before the foundations of the world were created, he chose you. In John chapter 15 verse 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. You are chosen. You are are chosen and with being chosen being a part you said it this morning you said you're chosen with being a part of the chosen you get assignments right look i'm gonna say it like this i told you you better get ready because here it comes you don't get to be saved and not assigned i'm gonna say it again you don't get to be saved and not accept an assignment you don't you don't get the option if you want to be saved you're saying god i am all yours and when you say i am all yours he's going to say okay i need you to do this you don't get to say well god it's just you know that's just not me I, i'm not i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough I, i'm not i'm not a talented enough I, i'm not pretty enough i, I i'm i'm afraid I, i'm timid I, i'm a, i'm a fearful i've all these things you don't get to say that it says he chose you if we go back to exodus chapter three all the way back to the old testament here's moses Moses is walking. It says that he's leading sheep on the side of the mountain. He's shepherding a flock of sheep that's not even his. This is the story of the burning bush. We know that the Spirit of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, began to speak to him out of the bush. But There's some things that I want you to listen and pay attention to. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me over to Exodus chapter 3. If you're taking notes... Take them. If you have a highlighter, highlight this. This is going to change your world. In verse, in verse one, it says, now Moses was sorry, was keeping a flock for his father-in-law. Jethro. It wasn't even his sheep. He was on the side of a mountain. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it to get through it. And I'll tell you where I'm at. In verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was not burning; was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will, listen, he said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Moses turned and recognized the power of God. All God needs is for you to acknowledge him and his authority. If he can get you to turn and look at him, if he can get you to turn and to recognize that he is a higher power, if you can turn and recognize that he is the I am, that he is God, all he wants is you to acknowledge. He says, Moses said, I turned I will turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that, the, that, that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush. If you will recognize him as who he is, he will call you by name. He'll call you. Moses said, here am I verse 5 he said do not come near take off your sandals this is holy ground we know what that that and there's so much to unpack in this and we're not going to get to all of it but then he says in verse 7 he says and the lord said to him i have surely seen an affliction the affliction of my people who are in egypt this is Moses' people too They have heard they and have heard their cry because the of their taskmasters i I know they're suffering they're enslaved Verse 10, it says, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people out, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go? God, how many know God doesn't make mistakes? He doesn't make mistakes. He's called to Moses. Moses acknowledged him and his power in the burning of the bush. He has said, I am here, God. What do you want to say? When you, when you open your mouth and, and submit to that, you better get ready for what he's fixing to ask of you. You don't have, you don't have the, the, the privilege of being saved and not being assigned. Don't shout me down now. You're going to ruin everything that God has said. You don't have the right to be saved and not assigned. Moses said, but why me? God, you don't. This is where he begins to say, God, evidently you don't know who I am. Look, I have killed an Egyptian. I am 80 years old. These sheep that are with me aren't even mine. I don't have a livelihood. I can't support a family because I'm taking care of somebody else's sheep. I'm 80. I've killed somebody. I have a speech impediment. I stutter. And you want me to go to Pharaoh? God, you must be mistaken. <laughs> I, I can't do this. You don't, you got the wrong guy. How many of you bargain with God? God, I can't do this. This is not me. This is out of my wheelhouse. This is not in my comfort zone. God, don't ask me to do something that you know that I can't do. Don't ask me to step out of my comfort zone. Don't ask me because, God, I am timid. I am shy. I am backward. I am afraid. I can't do this because I'm not eloquent with my speech. Anybody heard me? I'm not eloquent. I can't do that because I'm not smart enough. Did anybody heard me? I mean, come on. We start telling God, I can't because of this. It's, not, it's God it's not about. It's not you. I love you. I love you, God. It's not you. It's me. It's my problem. my problem you know what god's response to that is it's not you it's me it's not about you it's about me it's not you shannon it's me your heavenly father god will qualify the call that he gives you You cannot sit back and think, I can just coast through, I can sit in my pew. I mean, these things that we have on the platform, uh, this is the last time you will see these. These are things that we have asked of you that maybe God's dealing with you about. And there there are things that that need to be taken care of in the church. I'm not going to go through every one of them, but there's things like nursery workers, which people have signed up. We've got things like uh, cleaning crews. And, uh, I mean, there's so many up here. If you're curious, after church, come find one. Put your name on it. It's an assignment. I'm not going to assign you. God says you cannot be saved and not accept the assignment. That's what he told Moses, I mean, in, 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 in a roundabout way. You don't get to choose what you've been asked to do. I can't do that. Can't do it. You can't not do it. You don't get to be saved and not assigned. Just don't. You're chosen. You said it. You said you were chosen. You're chosen. God chose. You didn't choose him. He chose you. We don't get that privilege of, of just coasting through and not doing things. God, and, and, and again, we go back to last week. You showed up, and it was amazing. Lives were changed forever because of your sacrifice. If we go to, if we go to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1. Verse 6. Verse seven. Ah, you know we talked. We we've went to the Old Testament. We've went. Now we're going. Now we're going back to Paul's writings. Verse six, Philippians chapter one, verse six says, and I am sure of this. Paul is in prison. He's writing this from prison, and I want you to listen to the words that he is writing. He says, and I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right, verse seven. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. We're in this together. Paul saying, I know. We're going to, it's, there is a reason we're doing all this. We're doing it together. He says, I hold this, I hold you in my heart because for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense of the confirmation of the gospel. How can Paul write those words from prison? How can he be in a word, give a word of encouragement from a prison cell? Look, and we may not be in an actual prison cell, but sometimes we feel like we are, we are just stuck. We are in a, in a spiritual uh, or a, yeah, an environmental, whatever you want to, a spiritual prison. I can't break through. How can Paul say these things from a prison cell? Anybody ever feel trapped? Feel like there's no hope? Oh, come on. Are you with me? You tracking with me? How many of you can have ever felt that way? Hopeless. In a hopeless situation. Listen, I, evangelist Chris Durso said it like this. Paul could write this because the place... Why don't you listen to this? If you're taking notes, write this down. This is going to bless you down deep. It says, because of the place where Paul was did not dictate the place where paul is you get that the place where paul was did not dictate the place where paul is he's in a relationship with the master his faith was stronger than the darkness around his faith was stronger than anything that the world can do against him he was not allowing anything His circumstances did not dictate his belief. That's good stuff. His circumstances. A lot of times we allow our circumstances to dictate our belief system. It's a bad day. I've had a bad day and you're just in a bad mood for the rest of the day. It may be a bad day, but God is my God. Jesus lives in my life. The Holy Spirit walks with me every single day. There may be a bad circumstance, but it is not going to determine my life. It's not going to dictate my belief in my heavenly Father. Our emotions play in our day-to-day life. When we get up, we make a decision. Am I going to feel sorry for myself or am I going to rejoice in the situation that I'm in? It may not be pretty. It may not be uh, uh, glorious and, and powerful with the, with the presence of a of a bright shining star. And the angels walk in uh, and you walk in the room and it's all. Oh, it may not be like that, but when you, are being, uh, when you are living out the life of Christ in you, it doesn't matter what you get up feeling like. You can step out in power and authority and the anointing of God and know that your day is being made for you. Paul uses the word grace here in verse 7. You are all partakers with me of grace you want to know what grace means it's the unmerited favor of god what does that mean there is nothing that you could do or achieve on your own that puts you in a place to receive god's grace the word says come to me call to me you don't work to receive god's grace We don't work to receive the grace of God. In verse 7, this word grace in the original translation is an action word. It's an action word. Everybody say action. It's an action word. It's a verb. It means this. God gives you the grace to complete. Now it gives you a whole lot different perspective on that verse. God gives you the grace to do. God gives you the grace to fulfill. God gives you the grace to walk it out. God gives you the grace to stand when you want to just lay down and curl up in a ball and cry. God gives you the grace to complete the work that he has called you to do you can't do it on your own when one person is 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 it's easier these these group of guys group of kids that were leading our our little kids it could be one day one day and it's just in, just i'm just throwing out a hypothetical there's not, there's, there are days when I get up and I don't want to be a pastor. There are days I get up, I don't want to be saved. Oh, y'all, y'all are judging me now, ain't you? There are days when you don't feel saved. There are days... That you don't want to stand up in front of them kids and dance around, jump around, and clap your hands and lead them in all these things. There are days you don't, you're tired. But God gives us that grace to complete. And all it takes is just one person to spark that grace again. You got this. You can complete this. You can do this. And it may be a fellow student. It may be your youth pastor. It may be a neighbor. It may be a friend. It may be your pastor. It may be your son. It may be a stranger on the road. But it sparks the grace again, the grace to complete. Complete. How many of you know that how easy it is to get comfortable in life? You can get comfortable, can't you? It's just the daily routine. We get up, we drink our coffee, take a shower, we go about our day, we come home, we do, we go through our routine. We get comfortable. How many like to be comfortable? You get home and you just want to put on your stretchy pants and do nothing, right? Bedge out. Right? You like to be comfortable. How many of you like to be uncomfortable? Who? Not you? Well, I'm fixing to mess you up. Okay? Not just, not just Sister Janet. I'm gonna mess you all up. This is going to be a practice. It's going to be a practice for getting uncomfortable. Okay? It's going to be safe. It's going to be okay. Nobody's going to do anything to you, against you. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of August. It's four weeks in the month, four Sundays. Four Sundays. That's not a lot, is it? Four Sundays. For the next four Sundays, I want you to find somewhere else to sit. Mm-hmm. Told you. I told you I was going to make you uncomfortable. Some of you, you probably say, I've been sitting in this seat for 20 years. Maybe it's time for a Change. Listen to me, in all, in all seriousness, maybe it's a time for a change. Maybe it's time to step out of a comfort zone. If we can start with a seat, with where we sit. And I'm, not, and I'm fixing to make it even more difficult. If you're sitting in the back, you've got to move forward. And if you're sitting in this side, you can't sit in that section. You cannot sit in the same section. You've got to move at least five rows. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. Feel the front. Feel the front. You know, I, I, I listened to a podcast this week about churches, dying churches. Statistics show that if there are empty pews in the front of your church, your church is dying. Because your people aren't hungry, I'm going to challenge you. Feel the front. Fight for a seat in the front. It's it, I know that's and I'm not. I know that there are going to be some that's not going to do it, and that's fine. I'm not going to make anybody. It's a challenge. Find somewhere different to sit. Four weeks. Who knows? At the end of that four weeks. You may may have found you a new place to sit. It's a challenge. Maybe it's time to get uncomfortable. Maybe it's time for something new. Maybe it's time I've just been cruising. I've just been clicking along and this is what I'm used to doing don't mess with my space. Moses was content in leading a flock of sheep that wasn't even his. God spoke to him and called him out of comfort into the uncomfortable. So you don't have an excuse. We look at paul and we look at moses and we think well these are these are great figures that we read about in the bible there's nothing different between them and you they breathed everybody take a deep breath see they were breathing air just like you were breathing God will give you grace. Look, I've learned a long time ago that all God needs is your yes. (laughs) That's all he wants is for you to say, yeah, God, I'll do it. doesn't matter what it is. Look, I have done some crazy things, some things that Susan wasn't willing to go along with a lot of the time, but she did it. She was willing to say yes, yes to let's pack up our, let's sell everything that we own and let's pack up our kids and let's move to a a different country let's go into villages that 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 never heard the gospel of jesus christ let's eat things let's eat guinea pig let's eat grub worms let's do this because of of the call that has been placed on our life let's do things that are uncomfortable we lived for 12 years in uncomfortable and we come home and COVID hits and it really doesn't do, I mean, it doesn't affect us like it's affected everybody because it's uncomfortable. It's all right. We can, we're, we can handle this. But you and I both know that there were people that, that just went nuts. Oh, because they could not go to Walmart or they could not go to Starbucks or they could not do this or that. They were locked down in their plate. They just went because it was out of their control. It was out of their comfort zone. Your yes is all he wants. Your yes is enough. So you don't have the luxury of saying, but God, what I me? Mean? I chose you. He chose you. But here is the kicker. You can change seats. That ain't going to do nothing unless you're willing to be uncomfortable unless you're willing to change you can talk the talk you can get on facebook you can get on instagram you can get on any platform of social media you can get on youtube you can get on any, and you can hear people talk the talk oh i moved to the front pastor shannon's so happy with me it ain't got nothing to do with me if you're going to talk the talk you better be able to walk the walk. If you're going to talk about sheep, which is the church, it's, it's doing sheep, sheep work, doing the things together. If you're going to talk about sheep, you better smell like one. Moses smelled like the sheep that he was leading. And when he left the sheep... He went to Egypt, and he began to smell like the Israelites, the people of God. He began to smell like them. The people that he was around, though he changed locations, he may have changed his smell, he still was around the people that God was asking him to be with. If you're going to talk about it, you better smell like one. People know. When you walk in the door, they know what you smell like. All by how you talk, the things we post, the things we talk about, our vernacular, the words that come out of our mouth. I told you I was dropping the hammer, didn't I? Our kids are watching us. My kids are grown. I don't get to see them every week. But these kids, they're watching me. These little kids, they're watching me. They're watching you. They're watching every single thing that we do. Wherever we go, it's not just our kids. It's those that are around us every single day. Look, the kingdom of God, it's not just about serving tables, preaching the gospel. It is included everything. You don't get to choose. You get to choose. You don't get to choose. You just get the assignment. Look, in, in, in Acts, that chapter, and I'm fixing to close, if y'all, if y'all come back. It says that the disciples gathered together and they chose some guys. The first one that's mentioned in the text is Stephen. We know what happens next. Just a few chapters over, Stephen is stoned for the stand that he has done. He didn't get to choose his assignment but he chose and said I will I will do it if it cost me my life I'm going to do it if it cost me my reputation if God chooses to change me then let it be Stephen and we know Philip, he's the next one. They both become martyrs for the cause, for the gospel. Are you willing to lay it down? Are you willing to die for the gospel? Are you willing to do anything and everything with it? You don't get to be saved and not accept the assignment. You don't get to choose. John said, And John, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I chose you. Look, there are people in this room right here, right now, that you're fixing to step into something that you never dreamed you would be doing. You're fixing to step into a new realm of, of glory. You're in a new experience that God has called you to do. I never would have dreamed that I would be here today pastoring Hector First Assembly. I never would have dreamed it. But God did. But God chose me. I was just willing to say yes. to say yes. All he wants is your yes. That's enough. That's enough. You can stop giving excuses. I I can't because I'm too scared. I can't because I'm afraid. I can't because it's not me. It's not my character. I'm shy. I'm timid. If God doesn't make mistakes, he did not make a mistake in bringing you into this life. He will qualify what he calls. If you're just available, that's enough. He says, I will posture you, I will position you, I will place you where I need you to be. Every week we close out with a prayer that says, If you don't go where you go anywhere by accident, the place that God has you there for a purpose. It's a purpose in the very place that you are present. All he wants is your yes. We get to do this together. Jesus, in Luke chapter 19, he says that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That right there says it's every single person on the face of this earth. You don't get to choose who gets to hear. They don't deserve to hear the gospel. You see, you see these these uh, riots or these protests. I mean, not too long ago, man, I did not want to do this. But at the reversal of Roe versus Wade, I seen pictures Christians holding signs that John three sixteen. testing I get it I know I know what's going on and then we've got a movement last month was or this month was pride month homosexuality it's it's promoted it's out there everybody knows and again groups of Christians holding signs that say turn or burn that's not Christ life am I right or am I wrong Where's the love in that? Where's the love in the hatred that's being posted? Yeah, you can quote Scripture all day long. But that don't mean you're right. Look, I can make the, I can make the gospel make the word say whatever I want. If I leave a little bit off the front, leave a little bit off the back, I can make it sound pretty good, right? If our vision is to love Jesus and love people as Jesus did, do you think Jesus would be out there holding a sign that says turn or burn? I don't think so. Look, we're living in a world that's different than it's ever been. We have to make a decision right here, right now, just to say yes to Him. And follow Him, not your own feelings. Your feelings are going to get you in trouble. My feelings will get me in trouble. The Word of God, which is the truth, if you are grounded, if, you are, if this is your solid foundation, there is nothing but love that comes out of these words. Sometimes there's love with correction. Praise the Lord. There's love with conviction. Praise the Lord. But Jesus died for all for all doesn't matter what color their skin is doesn't matter their sexual orientation whatever you want to call it God still died He sent His Son to die for every single person you don't get to choose that all He needs is you to be obedient and say yes God God Despite all, you don't. mm. My heart breaks when I hear of Christians that do stupid things and label it as Christ like the farthest thing from the truth if we lead by example and the example that we have in front of us is Christ then my kids that look at me your kids that look at me they should see Christ in me in everything that I do in my words in the way I am God or they should see God the Father living and coming out of me All he wants is your yes. That's it. You don't get to choose. You don't get to be saved and not assigned. Look, and I'm not, I, I'm not, there was no intent for any one person in this room. This is just the word that God has given me. But I believe that some of you here this morning, you are on the verge, you are on the verge of stepping into something that you have never experienced before. And all God wants is your yes. Your yes. Would you stand with me all over this room? once is your yes. So I'm 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 this is this is the call this morning. This is the call. Say Pastor I am I'm doing it. I've surrendered it. Do you smell like a sheep? If you're willing to talk the talk, do you smell like it? If you're willing to say yes you step out and come and stand across the front of this sanctuary this is if you're willing to say yes God forgive me of my sins I want to be a believer I want to come to know you as my personal savior I want you to come if you're saying yes to God yes there's something that you have been calling to me I want to do I want you to come if you're saying yes to being more open to sharing the gospel to living it out in front of people I want you to come come on Father, right now in the name of Jesus, as we pray, people begin to fall out of their seats and stand across the front of this sanctuary. They're willing to say yes. Yes, in a world that is full of hatred, in a world that is full of judgment, in a world that is full of, of gross and in. That is full